0: This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at FaithChurchLubbock.com. All right, good evening, good evening. Good to see you here. Yeah, it's good to be here. <laughs> it's quiet in here. You need a Bible once you get your hand up real high and our ushers would get you the word of God. You know, I say oftentimes you get in the word and God'll get into you, but I got a better one for that. You read the word, and the word will read you. Hmm. It'll begin to locate your life in a good way, okay? Well, I welcome all of you. Uh, Once you get your Bible, go with me to the book of Galatians, chapter number six. I'm going to give you an opportunity to obey the scriptures and bring your tithes and offerings into the house of the Lord. And so we begin here, Galatians 6, verse 7. Do not be deceived. In other words, make no, make no mistake about it. Don't kid yourself. God is not mocked, God will not be made a fool of. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. So, what he's saying here, what you plant is precisely what you're going to harvest. Precisely. Now it's interesting, we get that pretty easy, you know. If you're a gardener at all, I don't plant tomatoes and think I'm going to get carrots. But oftentimes when it comes to finances, we don't give anything, but yet we think we're going to receive something. And so whatever I sow, that's what I'm going to reap. Now, I, I didn't write this. This is the Word of God, okay? And then we jump to verse 9 for time's sake. And he says, And let us not grow weary while doing good. Man, I hit a great translation down. I wish I'd have wrote down which one it was. But it says, Don't stop planting. Don't grow weary in planting. Keep planting and keep planting and keep planting. Why? Because he says, For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Now, when you think about due season, uh, if you you plant tomato seeds in April, you're not going to get tomatoes at the end of May. It's not going to happen, okay? You can stick stick them in a greenhouse. You can can put a soldering iron in there. That's a joke. And warm the soil up. They're still not going to come that fast. So we know that we plant. And after I plant, man, I just continue water. I keep speaking to them. You're going to prove. And before long, it'll happen. And so don't give up on your seed. Don't plow up your ground. Don't plow up the seeds. But just stay with it, okay? Because the Word of God says you'll reap if you don't lose heart. In other words, it's going to happen. Just not on my timetable. Oh, that's good, Pastor. Thank you. Let's pray. Father God, we love you tonight. We honor you. Lord, we we thank you for just your word in this area. Lord, we ask that you would grace us in our planting and grace us in our reaping. And Father God, I I pray right now that every one of us in here would just stay with it. We just stick with it day by day, and we give you glory and honor that you're the God of integrity, that you won't be mocked in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Uh, go with me to the book of John chapter 16 is where we'll begin tonight. John chapter 16. And then if you're a note taker, we'll go from John 16 to John 11. Those are the two passages we'll be in tonight. A couple announcements as you're doing that. Remember, you can get XO gift certificates that are available. Be sure and sign up for that, okay? uh, That is in early February, but that's not very far away the way the calendar moves, and then also you can donate just on your seat envelope if you want to give to Operation Christmas Child. That's just to bless children in our church, okay? All right, the book of John, chapter 16. Now, if we were to study the entire book, you'll see that the, the vast majority of this is red-letter words, which means this is Jesus talking. And... Jesus begins to speak in this entire chapter about the Holy Spirit. If you want to get some in-depth things on the Holy Spirit, look at this whole chapter. But start with me in verse 12. And the Lord Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. I've, I've got so much more that I want to share with you, but, I, but you can't handle it yet. Verse 13. Verse 13. However, when he, now the Lord Jesus here, he talks about when he, he's talking about the Holy Spirit as the he. He doesn't re- reference him as an it. He references him as a he. Now I'm going to give you a little nugget here. I'm, I'm reading out of the new King James version. And in this verse alone, he references the Holy Spirit or he six times just just in this one verse so we keep reading however when he the holy spirit the spirit of truth now it's interesting right here the the lord jesus calls the holy spirit the spirit of truth keep reading he will guide you into all the truth he, he will teach you he will help you in all the truth How many of you need help when you read the Bible? Man, I need help. Man, open the eyes of my understanding. Help me gain some knowledge here. So, have you ever, or when's the last time in your Bible study, personally, or even here right now, have you said, man, I welcome the Spirit of truth. I I welcome you lead me. I I encourage you, begin to invite the Holy Spirit in your time of study in the Word. He will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. So again, the Spirit here, he's going to guide you in further truth. And right here, what he does is he grants believers an incredible understanding in the truth. He causes the Bible to come alive to me. I hope this convinces you. I welcome the Holy Spirit, okay? Verse 14, he will glorify me or he will bring me glory for he will take of what is mine and he will declare it to you. He will reveal it to you. He'll show it to you. He'll make it known to you. And then he says, all things that the father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he, the Holy Spirit, will take of mine and he will declare it to you. So he'll teach the things that Jesus taught in the same way that Jesus taught him, And he'll help us do the things that Jesus did in the same manner. And so it's very important here that I begin to allow the Holy Spirit. Woo, awaken within me. Teach me. Now, turn back with me to the book of John chapter 11. John chapter 11. And so this is an area to challenge your faith here a little bit tonight. If you are a note taker, just just get ready. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. You're going to write some things down that I believe are going to really help you tonight. Verse 1. Now a certain man was sick. Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary, or the same Mary, who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil, wiped his feet with her hair, and whose brother Lazarus was, was sick. So just in a nutshell real quick off of verse 2. Anytime the Lord Jesus would go to this place called Bethany. He would stay at Mary, Martha and Lazarus' house. He became in, incredible friends with them. I mean they had a relationship. And so it says here that Lazarus became sick. Verse 3, therefore the sister sent to Jesus, saying, Lord, behold, him whom you love is sick. So they, they send Jesus a text. They send him an email and says, hey, Lord, Lazarus, and, and note here, the one you love, he, he's sick. The one you're fond of, the one you have great affection for, the one you care for, he He's sick. And it's interesting here that when they sent him this email, they said, Lord, Lord, behold, the one you love is sick. Now, when I read this here, it's like they're saying, we have confidence in you, Lord Jesus. We wouldn't have sent you this email if we didn't have confidence in you. Verse 4. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, or better yet, Lazarus will not end in death, but it will be for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified through it. So he's telling him here, whatever's gonna take place, Father God and myself, the Lord Jesus, we're gonna get glory from this. Verse five. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place he was. He delayed two more days. Jesus wasn't moved by time. And he's not moved by our time frames either. And so verse 7 says, Then after he said this to the disciples, he said, Let us go to Judea again. And so... Jesus takes his marching orders from Father God. He's not moved by what the enemy does. He's not even moved what believers does. He's going to obey what Father God. So something within him says after the third day, he said, hey, fellas, it's time for us to go to Bethany or to Judea. Now, in verses 8 through 10, I'm going to paraphrase this real quick. His disciples were like, we can't go back there. You not know, remember the Jews there they want to kill you. We can't go back. But Jesus wasn't moved by man, he wasn't moved by death. He, he didn't have fear to go back there. He's like, we're going. So we're same chapter verse 11. These things he said and after that he said to them, "Our friend Lazarus he sleeps." But I go that I may wake him up. Jesus says, Laz is asleep. Referencing, he's dead. But the disciples, they just have the thought, he's just taking a nap. Keep reading here. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought he was speaking about taking rest and his sleep. Verse 14. Then Jesus said to them plainly, "Lazarus is dead, Eugenius." He's dead." Now can you imagine the look on their faces when he says this? Verse 15. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. Now, why would Jesus say that? I was glad that I wasn't even there. He's dead. Why did he say this? That you may believe. That you may learn to trust me. Wow. I think this is what the Lord Jesus says to us. I mean, when we get in situations that they say impossible, what would happen if we got in our heart the Lord saying, I just want you to learn to trust me? I just want you to learn to believe me. Now, think about this. He's dead. How would you react? How would I react? I'd react probably just like them. And he goes on to say, Nevertheless, let us go to him. Verse 17. So when Jesus came to Bethany, he found that Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days. They've already had a funeral service for him, they've already put him in the tomb. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the woman around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. And so they get word that Jesus is coming. And Martha doesn't wait till he shows up at the house. Martha goes to the city limits. She's waiting for Jesus. Verse 21. Now Martha said to the Lord Jesus, Now look, look. She says, Lord. She addresses him as Lord. Jesus is Lord of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus' is life. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. If you would have been here sooner, if you wouldn't delayed, my brother wouldn't have died. Now listen to what she says here in verse 22. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Now, Martha, she's vocal about her faith in the midst of her pain, but she's assigning all her hope and her faith is in Jesus. And she said, even now, you didn't show up when we needed you to. You delayed, but even now, But even now. He's dead, but even now. So I I keep highlighting this little phrase, but even now. Now, the reason I highlight this is because what's the even now situation in your life right now? Better yet, do you have an even now situation right now in your life? Right now. And if you do, are you assigning your faith to Jesus? Even now, my job prospects look bad. Even now, my marriage is on life support. Even now, depression has closed in on me. Even now, the doctor's report isn't good. So every one of us in this room, we probably got an even now right now. Do you have an even now right now? So I rewind in my life. I, I go back to 40 years ago. And man, we, we, were, we were young. And I, I needed a better job. I was going to work every day. And man, we just had more month than money. Ever been, been there? And I just, we need a new job. I mean, we, we lived on barely get along street, man. I mean, it was, woof. And so me and Shelley, we begin to pray. And we said, Lord, I, I need a better job. I need a better paying job. One day me and her were out and about and I run into this man that is my 6th grade little league baseball coach. And he is very high up in a company that we know is XL Energy right now, but at that time was Southwestern Public Service. And he said to me, he said, what are you doing? And I tell him, and he goes, you know what? We've got a job opening. And he said, you need to come down here and you need to take this test. And he said, if you'll score high enough on the test, he said, I I can help you. Well, I said, I'm in, I'm going to go. So I show up that day. Well, one thing he didn't tell me, there's one job and there's over 300 people there for that one job. That's how good of a job it was. So I take the test. A week later, they call and said, come for the next interview. And I get in there, and I realize there's five of us. A week later, they call back and said, can you come again? Now there's only two of us. God, God is moving. God is moving. And so he sits us both down, and he looks at us, and he goes, I would like to hire both of you, but I can only hire one of you. And he said, it's you. But it wasn't me, it was the other guy. My heart sunk. I, I went home and I walked in and Shelly said, what happened? And, and I told her and I said, I, I don't know what happened with God. I don't know where God's at. Why, why did God take me this far? And then I don't get it. I said, I don't understand. I was mad at God. It's was like, God, you delayed. You, you, you didn't show up when I needed you to. And so later that evening, Shelly came walking in and she said, I believe God's gotten something better for you. And of course, I wasn't at that level of faith at that time. I thought, yeah. (laughs) And so we just began to pray again. And we joined hands and we said, Lord, we don't understand everything, but we trust you. Two weeks later, I get a call from the Little League Baseball coach. You know, I, I, I sit there again before the call, and, you know, sometimes optimism, it's like hope. that We take it and we throw hope against the wall and we hope it sticks. But when I, I put my even now and my trust into Jesus, it's, it's my faith that I look. And so thank God we never gave up. But he called and he said, can you come back down here? And it was an, a, an even now moment of my life. And so I went back down there and he looked at me and he goes, I couldn't tell you this two weeks ago. But he said, this company is getting ready to split in half. Half of it's going to go here and the other half's going to go to a brand new company. And he said, I knew this two weeks ago. But again, I couldn't tell you. And he said, this new company, they're going to take over in about a year. And he said, they wanted me to handpick one guy that would know all these things that they they needed to know. And they wanted me to handpick that one guy. And he said it was you and I looked at him and he said this new company will have a lot better opportunity to you advance the other one this company you're gonna be paid better but even now but even now and some of you right now maybe in an even, don't don't give up and remember what Martha said but she said but even now I know whatever you ask God, God will give you. Man, can you imagine her saying that and Jesus just looking at her like, come on, Martha, come on. Verse 23, and Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Jesus responds, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last days. She's thinking he's saying that, that when the resurrection of all the, the dead, they come up. He's going to come. Yeah, I get that, Lord Jesus. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Now, now we can't miss the significance of those words. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the definition of raising things from dead to to life. Right now. Right now I can raise anything to life that's dead. Right now. Your dreams. Plans that hadn't gone the way you thought they would. Relationships. And I want you to catch something here. I am the resurrection. Not I was, not I'm going to be. I, I am the resurrection. And, and I love the last statement. He says, and the life. Now He's telling her some stuff here. Listen. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Now he's talking about salvation here to start with. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And he said to Martha, do you believe this, Martha? Now, you know what Jesus is trying to do to her that he's trying to do with us? It's like he said, come on, hook up with me, Martha. Come on, come on, just, just get into agreement with me. Do you believe this? And she said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God, who is to come into the world. Yes, Lord. So what's your even now moment right now? And Jesus wants to breathe life onto us, our situations, our circumstances. I begin to get challenged by this again. That sometimes with this life we think, he's forgotten me. He hadn't forgot you. Don't give up on your dreams. Same chapter, verse 38. And let me just paraphrase in there real quick. The other sister, Mary, shows up and she says, Lord, if you'd just been here, he wouldn't have died. If you'd just been here. And Jesus hears that. And if you're ever playing a game and you gotta know a Bible verse, just remember John eleven thirty-five. 35. Jesus wept. You'll win every time. Just gotta remember those two words, that's a joke, okay? <laughs> What's your favorite Bible verse? John eleven thirty 35. What is it? Jesus wept. That's an easy one. Okay, we'll keep going. Verse 38. Then Jesus again groaning himself came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord... By this time, there's a stench, for he's been dead for four days. He stinketh. He's decomposing. Martha's looking like, Lord Jesus, this is going from bad to worse. Worse, you you got to be kidding me. Roll the tomb away. Now, what I want you to see here is this is the picture. Whatever in your, in your life that seems like it's in that tomb, it's dead. Jesus said, roll the tomb away. Roll the tomb away. And Jesus said to her. Now, this is he speaking to me and you right now. Jesus said to me, did I not say to you that if you would believe you would see the glory of God. So everything in in Martha's eyes is, he's dead, he's thinking, And Jesus is saying, if you just believe, did I not tell you that? And so again, he's saying, come on, Martha, hook up with me. And I believe that's what he says to us again. Come on, just, just hook up with me. Verse 43. Now, when he had said those things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. He prays to the Father, and then he shouts and says, Lazarus, come forth. I'm reading a Jewish commentary today. So so interesting. You know what it said? The reason he said Lazarus, if he would have just said, hey, you dead folk, come out. You know what they said? You know what the Jewish commentary said? Everybody in that cemetery that was dead would have came out. And you know what it said? Bethany wasn't ready for that. I loved it. I was like, that is incredible. <laughs> Lazarus! Now here's what's interesting to this. Jesus spoke to the situation exactly as he desired it to happen. He didn't he didn't pat Martha and say, Cross your fingers here, Martha, before I say this. Martha! Knock on wood now. Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Do you know stuff like this? It's only crazy until it happens. (laughs) We look at stuff and we think, that's crazy, but it's only crazy until it happens. And when I got home that night and I had to tell Shelly I didn't get the job. And she said, I I think God's got something better for you. It's only crazy. You're crazy, dear. But it's only crazy till it happens. And it's almost like Jesus is saying, come on. Let's let's see how crazy this can get. Because watch what will happen. And he who died had came out. Can, can you imagine there? Here comes Lass. <laughs> he comes walking out. And, and li, listen to what it says here. Bound hand and foot with his grave clothes. He's all tied up with all those linens. He comes walking out. I mean, people that had false teeth that day, their teeth came out. I'm telling you, man. You, can you imagine? His disciples looking at Martha and Mary looking at each other. The first thing I want you to see right there. Jesus gave him life. He gave him life. But watch this nugget here in verse 44. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. The truth right here that you got to see is, number one, Jesus gives us life. He saves us, but number two, not only does he save us, he wants you free. Whatever the areas of your life are, Jesus looks at us and says, loose them and let them go. So what's your even now moment right now? See, what seems crazy in one season will be counted as faith in another. And Jesus will raise your circumstances. He'll raise your situations to life. But I got to get over that place. But even now, Lord. But even now. But even now. This is what took place. But even now, I trust you. So I worked for that company for almost 20 years. (laughs) I was promoted four times in that company. (laughs) Every time there was an opening, if I would apply, the other guys would say, don't apply, he's going to get it. And I thought, keep speaking that over me, boys, I love it. Just the favor of God, the blessing of God. So I'm going to have you stand up right here. Or even now moment. I'm the resurrection. I'm the life. Wow. Everything that Jesus speaks to every one of us. And so maybe right now you look and you think, Life has dealt me a bad hand. But even now, Jesus has the ability to change that. He can move. And just as he said to Martha, Martha, come on and hook up here with me. Come on and believe with me. Should bow your head and close your eyes right there before God. Father God, you see all the the sheep in here. Your sheep, your children. And Father God, the years of our life that we feel like you've delayed, you've put us on hold, it seems like. But Father God, we know that you're never early or late. You're just always right on time. And, Father God, one's in here right now. Their even now moment. But even now, Lord, that, that job I desire doesn't seem like it's there anymore. Man, if that's you, right? just You can raise hands and say, that's me. Father God, you see hands going up right now. Father God, we, we ask you to intervene right now on these even nows right now. Father God, that you would bless ones that, right, right now, Father God, even now, though it looks like this job didn't happen, but even now with our God, that you are opening doors that only you can open. And you're, you're closing the doors that need to be closed. And, and our God is, is the God who, according to Ephesians 3.20, he does exceedingly abundantly above what you could ask or think. So, Lord, I pray that right now. And, Father God, ones in here that says, even now, my my marriage, my relationship is is a breath from being over. If that's you, right? That's that's me. I I need to touch you. Father God, move, even now. And, Lord, ones that have gotten bad reports, whether that's doctors or banks, even now, Father God, we welcome you. That you would stir these things up in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know, I tell you, sometimes it's very powerful that you just write down your prayer request. Write them down. And then every day when you see them, you speak to them. You speak to them. I wish I had time. I'd tell you a story. It's just incredible. But you speak to him. And you get, in, you get into agreement. God, you're working. You're working. You're working. Do you know in uh, Romans 4 17, it says that our God calls those things that be not as though they are. He calls those things that be not as though they are. Well, he's lying. No. He's just speaking the promise into existence. Even now. I I don't have that dream job, but my God's moving. My God's opening doors. And so don't don't forget this passage right here, this even now. And when it doesn't be going your way, even now, Father God, I know you're working. I know you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't see it, I know you're working. Let let me end with this. Father God, we love you. And I I pray, Lord, right now, you stir up. Stir up hope where there is no hope. Stir stir up faith, Lord, right now. That you, you would move mountains in situation. Father God, we pray life where it's been death. And we give you glory and honor for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at FaithChurchLubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.